Hello everybody, welcome to the Williams Project podcast. You have Matthew Horncastle and Blair Chapel here today. And today we're going to be discussing how to reduce the chance of people stealing from your company. Now, this is an interesting topic. Um, it's going to it's going to annoy some people. It's going to it's going to be a, a cold hard truth. But there's a reality that a lot of theft goes on from employees to companies, and theft could be letting your kids use your work phone and play games and use the data. Theft could be stealing a bottle of wine from work. Theft can be um, taking time off and not documenting it properly in the leave calendar. And this is a big, ugly, uncomfortable topic. And because it's a big, ugly, uncomfortable topic, people normally ignore it. And these bad habits and, and issues essentially snowball and get far larger than they should. Now, good management is communicating clearly to your team what is and isn't acceptable making sure there are systems and processes in place to track what shouldn't be happening and making sure it isn't happening and having repercussions for consequences that are, um, what's the word, equivalent to the crime. I like how um, I like how this episode sort of went straight into the topic. It was like, this is what it's about, here's how you solve it, job done. <laughs> but God, no banter, no little warm up. Yeah, this is now the end of the episode, team. Yeah, One minute. The listeners are probably like, God, I, I was looking forward to a bit of banter and figure out what's happening, but no, just straight into it. So Matthew is now in Christchurch currently, and um, I'm in Wellington. So There's a lot of technical issues in this podcast. My headphones only have 30 minutes of battery. There's actually no door in the meeting room, so the staff can hear me discussing this topic, which doesn't really matter because it's going to be a podcast that they can download anyway. And I'm looking out over the beautiful Port Hills. It's a lovely sunny day in Christchurch. Things are good. I want to say, yeah, Wellington's pretty nice. Actually. I'm looking out over some nice buildings, and there's a couple that look like they need to be ripped down about 25-odd years ago. But <laughs> as far as the topic, I think... One of the things, as far as, like Matthew said, it's whether it be employees stealing from a business, whether it be business partners stealing from the business, whether it be contractors, suppliers, I think the number one thing is if you don't think that theft has ever happened to you, then you're naive. But I think there's also different degrees of theft. And it can be really, really small, like Matthew said. It could be just, like, I don't know. It could be the whole... You have a work computer. Like and I said, you're kid you using a, your data on your phone. Yeah, you have a you have a work car that's work purposes, but you know you always take your family out every weekend, and it's a grey area with your boss. But you just assume it's okay. And I I think, not speaking for Matthew, but I like to think both of us are very similar. Where you do generally assume the best in people, and you generally assume that if there has been a degree of theft, it is because something wasn't clearly communicated as to what is acceptable and what isn't acceptable. I think that's sort of the one takeaway that we've probably Agreed found over completely. our career is when something like this has happened, you go, well, did I clearly explain to these people that this is not okay? And in some circumstances, you're like, I didn't and it's minor, so I'll let it go and clarify that. In other circumstances, you're like, fuck, how specific do I really have to be? Do I really have to tell someone, like, hey don't go buy a barbecue on our Bunnings trade account and code it to a job, which did happen years ago. 
we were um oh yeah and, and he traded it changed it to tools yeah we're, we're doing excavations sorry trucks and by tools. the way jeremy this episode's gonna gonna be so hard for you because someone's using like a breeder in the background there's bangs and all sorts of chaos but anyway no, you're okay. I, I think like you said Blair, oh, okay most people are good people and most issues of employee theft is management not clearly explaining the expectations and actually i kind of want to discuss this is kind of irrelevant but kind of relevant as you guys know i have a fundamental problem with most bureaucrats and one thing i noticed flying back into new zealand they give you three COVID tests and they say you have to do like one on the first day one on the third day one on the eighth day or something something like that and i purposely just ignored it to see what happened and they try text you a few times they try call you a few times and then there's no repercussions and one i think 99 percent of covid rules are stupid um, but two because the government didn't have they had a rule with no repercussions so it it ruins the integrity of the entire system where, where this links back to our topic is if an employ, if a company has rules like you can't use your work car personally but no way to track it and no repercussions for using it personally, I can sympathise with why an employee has no respect for that rule. Where if you're like, you cannot use this personally, this car has a GPS track, and once every quarter management audits the GPS track, and it also has a geofence where if you go outside of the circle where all of our jobs are, it'll set an alarm off and send it to management. The employee is going to be like, okay, shit, they take this seriously. I'll take it seriously as well. Well, a good example of that, I think it's, um, I'm sure it's placemakers or it might be the whole Fletcher group. They perhaps have like GPS monitoring in the cars, but everyone's told about it. It's like you sign a vehicle policy. You've got your little sort of thing on your dashboard, which is part of the tracking. And if you speed, it beeps at you. And if you speed over a certain limit, it actually emails HR being like, this employee has been caught speeding at 58 kilometres an hour in a 50k zone, and they actually get an email from HR being like, here is a warning for speeding and misuse of a company vehicle. Because obviously their opinion is, we've got a brand, we've got branded cars, we can have people speeding. If everyone knew that that is that they would get a speeding ticket automatically if they went over the speed limit, no one yeah. would speed. The problem is, human psychology goes... Well, I'm willing to speed because I only get caught if there's a speed camera or a police officer. You're always going to have some degree of speeding. And that's a good example of going, if you get told, here is how we monitor if you speed and here is repercussions, you're like, there is physically no way I can speed without being caught. So you generally don't do it. And if you do do it, you're kind of an idiot and kind of deserve what's coming to you. Bang on. Versus nailed. Normal, normal society, you just always speed or creep over the speed limit intentionally or unintentionally. And most of the time you get away with it, and then a couple of times over your life you get caught for it. Yeah. So exactly the same. So I think the summary for the managers there is have a clear employee manual with what isn't isn't expected of their job. Have a clear note of what isn't tolerated and the repercussions for each action. Have case studies explaining when rules were broken, how you found out they were broken and and what happened as a consequence. Be consistent. You can't let one person break a rule and reprimand another. You have to be consistent to all employees. It's completely unfair to treat people differently. And That's actually a really important one, I reckon. Yeah. You've got to have binary rules. You can't have favouritism. You can have 
rules that differ between departments or ranking, but you can't be like, well, I like you slightly more, so yeah, no problem, you can take your car up to frickin' Timaru for the weekend. Oh, but no, you can't, you have to stay within the city limits. I think it is important just to have clear rules, even though it is painful. And our conflict of inter- think, interest register, Blair, that's a discussion. Do you want to explain that? Yeah, I, th- I think the other thing, like, a lot of, not theft, but kind of, well, the word for it is conflict, like Matthew said, it's going, it's actually high, because most employment contracts will have something in there being like, you cannot be engaged in a conflict of interest. Like, for example, it'd be like, if you're a quantity surveyor for Williams Corporation, it'd be a fair expectation that you can't, on the weekend, be a quantity surveyor for a companion business. Yeah. And like this is in most employment contracts for most trades, most industries, etc. But there's always like that shade of grey where the employee might harmlessly go, well, I've got some sobic on the weekend, so I'm just doing this, not realising that that does directly breach their contract and it could mean that they can be fired for serious misconduct on the spot. So we sort of have taken a recent approach of going, here is an example of what is a conflict of interest. We are aware that there is a high likelihood that some things may exist that may seem like a conflict of interest, whether they are or are not to be decided. We highly encourage you just to disclose it. Disclosing it is not us trying to get to anyone or rat anyone out. It's just we need to be aware, and then we can communicate back to you saying, hey, that's really cool you're doing a renovation. However, here's what we need to make sure that it's not a conflict. It's like the customs form, just to clear it. Don't say sorry, just to clear it. <laughs> you know, with the, it. yeah, just the, the dog when you're yeah. flying in. If you um, don't, if you don't declare it, you could face a four hundred dollar fine. Yes. Or in this case, you could be fired. And then every time they're like, "Sir, do you have some fruit?" And I'm like, "No, man. Are you sure you don't have some fruit in your bag?" No, I'll tell you the trick. It's actually you declare nothing, and they go, "Do you have nothing to declare?" You're like, "Honestly, ma'am, I've got nothing to declare, even chocolate." And they're like, oh, he's thought about it. Or you tick something to declare and be like, what are you declaring? So you're like, I bought some chocolate for my girlfriend. And they're like, oh, that's lovely. Right on through, sir. Through the green lane. <laughs> this guy don't sounds like a I get really offended when I don't get the green lane, eh? I didn't, they don't I put, the green lane now. Post, yeah, they do. Post-COVID travel's horrible. They do, Blair. Not in well, Christchurch. Yeah, there is. I flew in last night. Trust me. Did you get x-rayed? Your bags? Yes, yes. It yes, really got x-rayed. Yes, no, but there was a green lane and I had to go through the yeah, yellow lane. And oh, it really yes. the green lane, like I said, no one gets put through the green lane. It really offended me because I was like, I want to be put they through the green lane because I look like a trustworthy, good member of society. And it's also like... And i got a big smile. Why, it's like, why would we smuggle contraband through ourselves? It's like you pay a meal for that or you use like <laughs> fucking cargo planes and cargo boats. Like... <gasps> Oh, like, please please I, stop like, talking or you're going to make sure no, I, like, I get picked up at customs next time no, I was going to say you came back from Australia what could you possibly bring from Australia which warrants like going through all your shit an apple yeah a kangaroo just stuffed in there right I think we've nailed yeah, that topic city. do you like have you any smuggle an apple it's like you smuggle an <laughs> apple through and you like rub it into a farm <sighs> okay what are your closing thoughts on this topic I was going to go off field and be like that customs people shouldn't wear goggles because it doesn't sufficiently protect them from COVID. But I presume you're talking about the topic of employee theft. I think the main thing is you want to assume the best in people and 
not assume that people intentionally steal from you because it's not a healthy mindset to have if you think of everyone being guilty but it's more just having clear expectations if you give someone a car make sure they're aware of how you envision that car being used and what isn't isn't okay if someone gets given a work credit card it's like here is what is the work credit card is for here is how you use it here is what is okay, here is what isn't okay. Like Matthew said, you've got to treat people in the same position exactly the same. You can't be like, you can buy your lunch on your work credit card, but you're not allowed to. You can take your car away for the weekend, but you're not allowed to. So it's definitely just have very clear rules where there's not a shade of grey. I think the whole sort of summary of this episode is remove the shade of grey for areas of your business where you think you could be potentially stolen from and then encourage people to come forward if they're worried about certain aspects. Okay, perfect. I completely agree. I've got to go because someone wants this meeting room now. Now, thank you very much for listening to this episode. Um, If you enjoyed this episode, please like and share with one like-minded friend. Thank you.